Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business and life you love, all while doing it your way. I'm your host, Amanda Bolin. Let's get started. Hello, hello, She Did It Her Way listeners. Welcome back, my friends, to another podcast episode. Today, I have a treat for you. Well, I always have really great guests and nuggets, but today I am bringing the first ever male voice to the podcast, and I'm so excited. And Jack and I were talking before, I guess you could call it the virtual green room, about he will be the first male voice that my listeners have heard of or heard on this podcast. And I'm excited for him to talk about his journey, but then also the company he found deadline funnel because it's a software tool that I use in our business that she did it her way. And one that I want to introduce to you as my audience, because it is something that has provided much value to our business. And it's something that I think that you should know about and be introduced and understand how you can use it in your business as a tool to help automate certain aspects and to help generate more leads, more revenue, and ultimately grow and scale your business. So Jack, welcome to She Did It Her Way. Thank you so much, Amanda. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Well, we are excited to have you. It's so fun. Why don't you share with my listeners kind of what I usually like to do is a high level chronological order of your journey. And you can kind of decide where you want to, what you want to share and, you know, omit, but kind of tell us then how you got to the place of deadline funnel. And then we'll, we'll just go from there. Okay. So I'll try to try to be speedy because (laughs) I've, I I left corporate America in 2002. So there, there have been some, you know, there, this could be a slow journey or a quick one. So I'm going to take the quick path, but I, my last boss and I arrived at the conclusion that I wasn't fit for corporate America at the, at the same time (laughs) we had, we had a disagreement. We didn't come to blows, but it was close. And I remember calling my wife. I'm like, well, I just quit today. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. she was extremely supportive. Um, I, I currently have two daughters, but we were married and uh, with no kids at the time. And she just left her job as a teacher and started her own business. And so we were really jumping into the unknown. It was one of, it's the entrepreneurial version of jumping out the, you know, the, the, the top, the penthouse window and, and trying mm. to build the plane on the way down before you hit pavement. So didn't really know what I was going to do, but started basically building a kind of a software company. So I, I did everything wrong. I you know, if I were to start things over, there's so many things I would do differently with, you know, hindsight being 2020. But so one of the things that I did was I decided, okay, I, I need, I want I had this idea for this platform that I wanted to build that was uh, going to bring together um, what are called travel nurses, healthcare workers. This is the last corporate job that I was in was in, it was as a recruiter for travel nursing. And so I, I decided I'm going to create this, uh, this place, basically a job board for uh, corporations and for the healthcare workers to meet and give the healthcare workers a little bit more power and a little bit more say and transparency. But then the problem was, how do I build this? And so I went, I'm dating myself here because I went to Barnes and Noble and bought this super thick book called PHP four, which I don't know what version PHP is now. It's like eight or nine or 10 or something like that. But it's like, this was, this was again, 2002 ish and started going through the book and just basically trying to fix this $70 piece of software that I bought that was full of bugs, built it and spent like, spent like a year just running this thing for free. It was the ugliest website you've ever seen, but people were loving it. They, They saw the potential of it. And then about a year into it, my wife came to me and she said, listen, babe, I know you've been working really like you've been working side jobs and 
and, and trying to keep this thing going, you know, but you're, this, this thing is for free. I think it's time to, as, as they say in the South, fish or cut bait. Like it's time to figure <laughs> out what do we have here? Like, has this been a, been a hobby? You know, I've been doing it for a long time. I'm like, you know what? You're right. So this was pre Jeff Walker's, you know, mm. concept of doing a product launch. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, okay, I'm going to make this announcement. Basically I was doing a launch without knowing mm-hmm. what I was doing. <laughs> So I figured, okay, I'm going to send out a certain number of emails and I'm going to have a deadline. And so I started sending out these emails. We got a few buyers, but nothing, nothing that was going to support us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've, I've, you know, coming into the, to the final day, I thought this is not turning out the way that I wanted it to, but you know, let's continue on. And so I sent out the, the last several emails saying, look, this is the deadline. And at that point on the last day, over $20,000 of, of money came in, which, which some of that was also engagements for, for recurring revenue. So between the monthly, the quarterlies and the annuallys, that was enough on our very low expense lifestyle to support us. Well, that wasn't, I didn't immediately connect like, oh, deadlines work and I need to create a software around that. But that was my first real experience of the power of a deadline that people can be leaning into your message. They can love your product, love your service, and they're eventually going to buy or they're thinking about buying, but they're just procrastinating. They're on the fence, Mm. you know, they're dragging their feet and the power of a deadline gets people to take action. That was, you know, I would connect the dots later on. So speeding things up here, I, you know, did that for a while. And then I started building websites uh, for people as a consultant. I eventually spent six years working on Perry Marshall's team. Perry Marshall's a business author. You can find him on Amazon. I would recommend his 80-20 sales and marketing book to, to anyone. It's applicable to anyone in business. And so I went to work on his team because he knew a lot of the people that I wanted to know. He was someone that I looked up to and I thought it'd be really cool to work on his team. And it was. And so I worked on his team for six years, about halfway through that, I got the entrepreneurial itch again, started building out my own businesses software wise. Truth be told, I never, you know, set aside my side gigs and and Perry knew that he was hiring an entrepreneur but my, my focus started to get pulled away as the software became more and more successful. And the first software that I built was something that was designed to make Aweber, which is an email platform, a little bit more powerful because even though they were the first to do autoresponders, they had really fallen behind in the development phase and Infusionsoft and some other things that come along and had way more power. You know, so, so I created a tool that people could pay me monthly or annually to basically supercharge their Aweber account. About three years later, I sold that business. And around the same time, I started Deadline Funnel. And the quick origin story behind Deadline Funnel was that I wanted to be able to use one of the most powerful and consistent triggers for making helping someone make a decision, which is having a deadline using urgency. But I wanted to do it in a way where no one where, where I didn't have to sacrifice my integrity, where, you know, you could, you didn't just put up a countdown timer on the page. And if someone came back the next day, even though you said that it was going to expire yesterday, lo and behold, the countdown timer starts over again. I just thought, mm. well, what if we could tie it to the actual lead as they join my email list? And so I just figured someone, certainly I'm not the first person to come up with this idea. So I went looking for it, just, you know, Googling for days and days and realized, wow, in fact, no one has created it. So I guess I'll create it. So that's how Dublin Funnel was born. I love it. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Can you then share with my listeners? So Deadline Funnel, talk to us a little bit more about the company 
but also yeah. the functionality of it. And then we can kind of dive into it. Cause as I was saying before, like some of my listeners tuning in are at that stage where they might see deadline funnel as a software tool that they can use in their business. Some of them are a little further away, but just so that they can kind of start visualizing what exactly it does and a couple of different like examples of how they could use it. Yeah. So I'll leave the company part at the end because, because I'd be curious to know what exactly you want to, to hear. And I'm, I'll answer whatever yeah. questions that you have, but in terms of what deadline funnel does, I mean, at its core, what we do is we help creators that would be course creators, coaches, consultants, but really anyone who's selling anything online to be able to maximize their sales and to also to do it in a way that's automated. So that's really important because although a lot of it's, it's very natural for all of us to start with some sort of very manual labor, man, like labor intensive process, like a launch to kick things off. And it's a very effective way to start off. At some point, you want to scale and grow your, your reach you want to reach more people. You want to be able to hire on team members. And that requires usually some sort of consistent um, you know, prediction about what your income is, is going to be. You don't want to have you know, two months out of the year, you've got amazing income and the other 10 you know, are, are really tough. You know? And so the more you can smooth out that income and make it predictable, hopefully predictably going up month after month after month, the more confidence you can have in bringing a players onto your team and the, and the longer your time horizon can be. There's a lot of things that really start to tilt your, you know, in your advantage mm. when you are able to bring in clients every single day, every single week of the year. And so that's what deadline funnel gives people the ability to do effectively. I mean, you know, without deadline funnel, sure, you can have a sales page and literally anyone can show up 24, 7, 365 and make a purchase. And that does work. But the problem is that the, the typical conversion rate of even a well-written sales letter, depending on where the traffic is coming from and what they've heard about you ahead of time, is typically going to be around 1%. Could be a little lower, could mm. be a little bit more, but that's typically not enough for you to be able to buy advertising and to really scale your business. And so how do you increase your conversion rates, but at the same time, maintain that ability for people to show up and make purchases 24 seven, 365. And that's really what deadline funnel gives people the ability to do the specific mechanism that we use to, to do that. Anyone who's done a launch or has heard about what happens during a launch will probably recognize that there are two days during a launch or a holiday promotion where the sales are the highest. One is when you first open the cart, but then the biggest sales day is that last day before the deadline, because there's a whole bunch of people who have been paying attention to your Instagram lives, your Facebook lives, your webinars, your emails, your replays, et cetera, whatever messaging you're using, people are watching and leaning in, but they just haven't pulled the trigger yet. And it's mm -hmm. right at the deadline that it's either you're in or you're out. And that's when people take action. And we see this also in the you know offline world, you know, deadlines, you know, get us to make decisions. We either, you know, go left or go right. And so the, the increase in sales that you see right before a deadline, what deadline funnel gives you the ability to do is to authentically give each person who's going through your funnel whether it's an email sequence or you know, a webinar sequence or any funnel structure that you want, as they're going through your funnel to assign a personalized specific deadline to them that is kept accurate across different devices, accurate across all the different platforms in your marketing stack so that when your emails go out to someone, even if they're standing in line at Starbucks and they're reading the last day email and says, hey, you know, want to make sure you don't miss out. Today's the last day. When they click through, they're going to see the correct time 
and it's going to be accurate. And that's what Deadline Funnel does. It gives you the ability to give someone a special offer with a deadline and keep it accurate across devices and make all of the tough technical stuff just happen automatically. Yeah, I definitely, the thing, when I first was introduced to your software, I, I was like, this is wizardry. Like the fact that it can, like in our instance, it, like I can click on a link and then I get tagged in the back end and I get my own automated funnel. And then after, if I don't purchase within or like automated deadline, and if I don't purchase within that timeframe that's set by the creator for that course or that program, then I get redirected to a times up or put on the wait list. And the fact that it does, the software does all of that automatically is such a time saver as a creator and as a coach, because otherwise, I mean, I remember back at like back in the day, which I mean, wasn't that like, it was like three, three or four years ago when it manually would have to go in and change the cart closed or redirect the webpage on my own. Whereas now using a software like deadline funnel, it makes it so easy because I can set that up in the back end. And so after a cart close date or a specific time, it automatically redirects it, which again, I'm just like piling on to exactly everything that you're saying. And I'm just reiterating, like it is such a time saver to be able to have that software to do that and to create that urgency. I'm curious just from your experience and anything that you noticed with, um, so like the difference of, let's say like we do live launches with a cart open cart close, and we're not running evergreen in the background, the ability to put a countdown timer of a deadline on that sales page. What is this, the data behind it? Like just for visually being able to see a countdown timer, do you know what the increase in sales is just being able to have that on a sales page? You know, I, I, I don't, I don't have the exact data on that. And, and the reason is because it's your, your conversion rate based on your audience is going to be different than someone else's uh, conversion rate. But, it, but, you know, a lot of it depends on not just the countdown timer. It's also really just how, you know, how the deadline is, um, is communicated. So for example, one of the things that one of my favorite features, it's, it's a small thing, but it's just one of my personal favorites is that inside of Deadline Funnel, you have the ability to, and, and this is true for live launches or for Evergreen, um, you can go ahead and set up Deadline Funnel on your sales pages and your video pages and your checkout pages, but you can say, you know what? I don't want to actually show this until say 72 hours, You know, pick the number, 72 hours before the deadline, which is right around the same time that you're going to start mentioning, by the way, we're kind of getting towards the end of this thing. And then, you know, when you're on the last day, of course, you're, you're really making sure that you're talking about the deadline because you want to make sure that everyone knows this is coming to an end. And by the way, quick tip, which I, I promise will work. This is, there's very few things that someone can say, this is going to work hundred percent of the time. I have literally yeah. never had someone <laughs> come back to me and say, Hey, I heard you on that podcast and you said this is going to work and it didn't work for me. I've literally never heard anyone say this. And it's number one to have the deadline. But number two, the tip is to send three emails on the last day because mm. people, you should not assume. I mean, this is if, if you believe in this, in this quote rule, I'm doing air quotes, quote rule that you should never send out more than one email a day. This is, you know, there's always exceptions to rules. This is one of those exceptions. And so on the last day, you want to send out three emails because if you don't, there are going to be people who are going to send you messages saying, oh my gosh, I, I really meant to purchase. And they sincerely mean it. They missed your email or the doorbell rang or they started surfing Instagram. You know, 
there's a whole bunch of reasons why someone who was right there, they were just about to become your client and they either got the email or Gmail, put it in the wrong tab, whatever the, the reason is, when you send three emails, you're going to make more money and that more money is going to give you the ability to invest in your team, invest in, you know, leveling up your skills. You might buy a copywriting course. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can reinvest in your business. But by doing that, you're going to get more people moving over from, you know, interested to now I'm in. And, you know, everyone here, I'm sure listening, believes in what they're offering and believes that they're changing the lives of, of people who do business with them. And so it's not just for your benefit. It's also for the benefit of the people whose lives that you can impact and change. So send three emails on the last day. Of course, your automation should instantly pull people out of the sequence as soon as they purchase. So the only people are going to see this are the people who don't, who don't purchase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that too. I mean, I'm thinking back when I first started in online space and email marketing, I'm like, I can't possibly send three emails to my list or people that signed up for the training. I'm like, I don't want to bother them. But then you, you realize like what you're saying is that people need and want reminders. I mean, there's so many times when I've put a sweater in my account, let's say, or in my, in my car at, I don't know, J crew. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go buy it before the sale ends. And it's literally two hours before it, it, it ends. And I get some sort of notification and email. And I'm so glad that I saw that come through because had I not, I would have completely missed it. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've legitimately wanted to purchase something, a course, a training, whatever, you know, a coaching program. And even though I'm the deadline guy, even though I, I, I preach, you know, people procrastinate, I, I do it too. And so I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I see that it's ending tomorrow. So I'll just like, I don't need to pull the trigger today. And if they don't send multiple emails or if I happen to be out, you know, it's, I'm, I, I get really upset that I missed it, you know? And so there are people who even the, you know, of, for however many people would contact you and say, Oh, please, you know, please let me in. You know, I wish you had sent me another reminder. There's probably 20 times as many people who didn't contact you who wanted to become your client. They just procrastinated. So, you know, one of the great things about Evergreen, I, I talk about this quite a bit, is that there's all the reasons that I already mentioned, but also you only have to be brave with this decision once. You're like, okay, I'm going to mm -hmm. try it. I'm going to load up these three emails. And then you let the automation do its job and you can just you know, thank me later, but it's, it's something that, you know, once you make the decision and these emails are loaded up, and by the way, these are, these are not complex emails to write, you know, it, with the three emails that you write are basically, you know, essentially the theme is, Hey, tonight's a deadline. Maybe you answer a few like remaining questions, or maybe you have a link like, Hey, if you have any final questions, come jump over to the website and, and hit us up on chat you know, or whatever, whatever it is, but it's not a lengthy email. And each subsequent email is even shorter. Hey, just want to make sure that you didn't miss this. And then the last email is basically, Hey, one final email, I'm not going to email you again, but we're, we're closing things down in just a few hours. So if you're interested, click here, boom, that's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong here and I'm, I'm thinking that if I'm listening to this conversation and thinking, okay, deadline funnel, something I'd want to use my recommendation would be that could think of a way that you, someone, if they're like, okay, I want to use this, but what would that look like? And how do I get started? I think, um, actually I'll have you answer that question instead of, I have my own thought about here's what I would recommend, but like someone who's never done evergreen funnels, 
how would you break it down for them in a simplified way while they can start to use deadline funnel to automate it? I think that's the big thing of if you are currently doing any sort of live launches and you want to really automate a lot of the process, you know, step number one, like using deadline funnel, I guess what I'm, what, what I'm asking is where have you seen, what would you recommend someone do if they're in live launches? What would be the first thing they would do to start Evergreen? Yeah, great question. So I just want to reiterate something that you brought up and I'm glad that you did that deadline funnel works for live launches really well. So especially Mm -hmm. when I used to live in Florida, I currently live in Australia, but when I used to live in Florida, I would set the deadline to be midnight Pacific time uh, just to accommodate most of, not that everyone is in the US, but just that, that seemed like the best time for me, but I didn't want to stay up till 3 a.m. So, you know, the first thing I would say is you, if you want to, we would love to have you come in and check it out and use it for your live launch. It gives you an opportunity to learn where things are and to meet my team, which is super, super helpful. But to, to get to your question, I'm a big believer, whether it's this or something else in getting the quick win. So, you know, there's a couple of ways that you could go for a quick win and I'll go, go over a few of those, but, but before we go there, one of the reasons behind the quick win is that if you get the quick win, then you're going to be motivated to go on to the next thing, right. And, and mm. to, to reach for something a little bit bigger. Whereas if you get 90% of your way through building out something super complex, you're never going to actually get the benefit of it. You're, you're going to run out of steam. You might be a little bit dejected and disappointed, whereas you just went for too much too soon. Mm. So whatever that quick win is going to be different for different people it's not like there's a one size fits all, but it could be, it could be something that you, so for example, a quick win might be, Hey, I'm already generating opt-ins for this great lead magnet. You know, I could do a simple tripwire offer of a low price, like anything from $7 or $37, like maybe pull out the favorite or second favorite chapter of my course or module of my course and make that uh, an easy, an easy yes for people who just opted in because it's so close. It's so consistent with what they opted in for that I could put up a 12 minute video on that thank you page and have a 15 minute countdown. And let's see, let's see what happens. And like, once you said that, like that literally could be done, you know, with the, so 12 minute video, you record it, put it online, create a buy button, put it in the shop, shopping cart. Like in one afternoon, you can have that thing done. There's no mm-hmm. complex emails, nothing like that. So for some people that could be an easy win, right? And so now you're, mm-hmm. you're getting a certain portion of people who opt in to make a purchase. For other people, it might be something very similar where it's it's an upsell. So maybe you have an upsell page. Well, you could add the countdown deadline funnel to the upsell page. So they bought the first thing. Now they're taken to an upsell page where you've got the, the countdown. Or it could be taking taking the, the live launch that you've already done and saying, hey, what would it look like if we took all the emails that we send out for a live launch? And what would happen if we just set this up in an automated email series that ended with the deadline? So you've already written all the emails. You might need to create a new sales page, a new checkout page dedicated just to that. But basically all the copy has already been written. So that might be an easy win for someone else. So I would try to take a look at what would be something that would require the least amount of, of work to be able to just get some sort of result because any result, even if it's a small result, is going to really inspire you to move on to the, you know, to, to tackle something bigger. And my team is, is there to, to, to help, to help out, to answer any questions. And we have additional training that we, so we have training, but we're also really beefing up the amount of training that we have. And we're rolling that out very, very soon. But, you know, my team is there to answer any questions that someone has. So you don't have to be 
a marketing expert. You don't have to have years and years of experience under your belt. And you certainly don't have to be a techie. Yeah. And I'll say your customer service is phenomenal. It's like exceptional. And I always have trust that if I have a question, it's going to get answered. So I just wanted to reiterate that. And I think that's so important. It like helps ease the mind of the creator. And especially if people are listening and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. I'm not like you said, techie, you guys are always there to support and to answer questions. And I love that. The other thing, the other question I was going to ask from have you, and I know you said it depends on, you know, the industry and sales page, all that stuff, but is there a open door length or a deadline length that you've seen work really well? Is it four days? Is it 48 hours? Or does it depend on the offer that's at hand? So um, there's a rule of thumb that I would say to, to start with, and then I'll, I'll explain it. So I call it the Dolly Parton principle, which is um, she her first movie was, actually, I don't know if this was her first movie, but it was her first breakout movie hit, uh, Nine to Five. And so it's just a simple way to remember, no less than five days, no more than nine. Now that's not chiseled in stone. That's just a starting place. The mm-hmm. reason being that less than five days, and it, I'll talk about the exceptions after I explain this. So less than five days, typically it's a little bit more challenging to develop no like and trust to establish authority and also to, you know, make the case for how your product or your service is going to dramatically improve their lives in five days or less. Right. So, you know, if you're going to sell something for, let's say $500, just to pick doing that in 48 hours, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a little bit challenging. Mm. Um, Longer than nine days, and you start to be fighting against the fact that as human beings, we have a limited attention span. And so it's not that someone is going to completely tune you out, period, after nine days. But in terms of this decision, they're probably going to make that decision in the first nine days. And so that's that's why that's why I choose that window. Now, there certainly are exceptions in you know our clients where you know some people have gone 21 days and they've wow. reported they've reported that converts way better. I was just talking with someone a little while ago where he has uh, as soon as someone opts in he sends out 30 days of warm up content and then based on what they click in that warm up content that would then put them into a shorter funnel but you know wow. depending on de- depending on when they yeah so it's That's it's amazing. kind of de- it's kind of dependent on what they click so someone might click a link in his ps you know on day 1 and then they would immediately go into that shorter funnel or someone might click it on day 30 but the idea is to warm them up and let them determine when they're right to move into that funnel we have people who have gone much longer we have people who have gone a lot less so some of the exceptions some of the things to consider would be you know what is the price point of your product and this again kind of depends on your market. So in the business market, expensive, like what we call expensive or someone might consider expensive is going to be very different than saying the fitness space. So it kind of depends. You have to know what your market considers expensive, but if you're selling something expensive or bordering on expensive, then you would want to err on the side of going a little bit longer. So more case studies, more proof, talking about your guarantee, developing more know, like, and trust and authority. So spending a little bit more time. Another thing that could change my answer would be, are you using a webinar? Now, I'm not going to say webinars always convert better than emails, but for some people, they're very good on webinars. And so if you are really good on webinars, that's one way or, or Facebook lives. If you're good in those types of situations, uh, you can a lot of times compress that multi-day education cycle 
down mm-hmm. into an hour to an hour and a half. Now, wow. if webinars are not your thing, it's not that just magically using webinars is going to necessarily work for you. It has to has to really suit your skills and your attributes. Those are some of the things that can impact that answer. Does that help? Yeah, no, that's super helpful. I appreciate you breaking that down and giving those different examples and kind of like how to look at it through a strategic lens and not just say one size fits all, but say, okay, how do I like to sell? And then based on that, maybe in the price point and the market, like you said, again, it's not one size fits all. It's how do I size this up? That makes sense. And it's testing and seeing what works and what doesn't. This has been amazing. Thank you, Jack, for you know spending your time and energy with us and definitely hiring highly recommend for my listeners to check out deadline funnel before we wrap up. I do have a few kind of rapid fire questions. One of them being if someone said, Hey, I need to read a business book or actually it could be any book, actually, what book would you recommend? And I know that you said 80, 20 sales and marketing. So if it's not that one, what's, what is the next one? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot I want to recommend. I probably would <laughs> recommend The One Thing. Just talks about the importance of focus and thinking about like one of the key questions. I, I'm a real big fan of having powerful questions. I feel like the right question can focus our minds in really important ways. And so the question that the author gives around, what is the one thing that I could do that would make everything else either not required or so much easier? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but even just going into your day thinking, okay, no matter what else happens, no matter what sort of emergencies pop up, if I only accomplish one thing today, what would that be? And then focus on that because oftentimes unexpected things do pop up. And so you can consider the day a win. Like what would be the one thing that I could do today that if I only accomplish that one thing, today would be a win. I would move my business forward. Anything else is bonus. Love that book. Definitely plus one on that one for sure. What is something that you are personally working on right now from like an internal personal development aspect as a leader? Well, you, you hit on it with the, the last word. It's, it's really leadership because, you know, you mentioned my support team and, you know, they're, they're amazing. I also have other people behind the scenes. I recently hired on a marketing manager and a product manager, and I already had an operations manager. So, you know, the team is continuing to grow and grow, which is fantastic, but, you know, a team needs proper leadership and, you know, there's different leadership styles. And, um, you know, so I, I lean heavily into, into my style, which is actually informed really well by my last corporate job. Basically they're my sort of the anti North star of like how I lead. I think about all the annoying things that they did to me that made me want to leave. And I think, cause I, I literally told myself if I'm ever f- fortunate enough to have my own business and have people who are on my team, these are the things that I will never do to someone else. And I'm not going to bother going through and listing them, but you know, there were several. And so those have been some of my guiding principles, but that's really kind of table stakes, important foundational concepts, but really table stakes. Like I feel like the ability to lead the team and to help the team collaborate to remove obstacles for the team. The more my business grows, the less of the actual doing, sort of writing the code. I mean, I wrote version 1.0 of Deadline Funnel. Now I hardly ever touch any code and the developers are glad that I don't. So I've hired people in, in all aspects of the business who are better than I am. The coders are better at coding than I am. The marketing manager is better at marketing than I am, you know, down the line. Mm. And so, you know, hire people that are better than you, but then you have to be able to put your ego aside because in different, in their specialty, they are smarter than me. So, you know, I put the ego aside, you know, but the, the challenge for me 
is to continue to try to level up my game in terms of being self-aware and being a leader, you know, understanding that my point of view isn't always the right point of view, oftentimes it's not. So, so just really trying to be a humble leader that still has a vision. Going back to the one thing, what's the one non-negotiable that you have that's part of your daily routine or rhythm? That's a good one. Non-negotiable part of my daily routine. I thought you were going to go in another direction with that. (laughs) What direction did you think I was going? I thought you were, because we were talking about team, I thought it was going to be a non-negotiable on the on the team, which would have been, my answer there would have been integrity. And people make mistakes, but to treat others with integrity, to demand integrity. So that would have been my answer there. So let me answer it this way. I would say mindfulness. Um, mm. sometime, sometimes I'm in the habit of practicing 10 minutes of mindfulness meditation every day. And for me, the benefit, you know, it's not so much an exercise in spirituality as it is. It helps me to not get wrapped up in the thoughts and the emotions as they bubble up and to have just a little bit of an air gap between the thought itself and, you know, how it manifests in my behavior. And so to be able to listen to your own thoughts and to have just, again, that air gap, the description that I've heard is that when you practice meditation on a regular basis, it's the difference between being caught out in the middle of a rainstorm versus being inside watching the rainstorm. And mm. and that for me, again, coming back to leadership, I think things come up. There are, are sometimes strong miscommunications between team members. There are competitors doing things that we, we need to react to. There are disagreements about what direction we should go with a feature or with a strategy or you know with um, what we're going to do for the next quarter or the quarter after that. And so a lot of time, you know, is not everyone is always on the same page. And that's part of bringing a lot of A players together is that not everyone agrees all the time. And so being able to navigate that requires having a sense of calm. And so for me being mindful, like even on days when I don't find the time to meditate, first of all, I I miss it. But, and so I come back to it regularly, but you know, you can be mindful. Like once you get in the practice of doing it, I find that you can be mindful with just a few breaths, you know, before you start a podcast, for example, or before you respond to a team member who said something that you do not agree with and normally would emotionally trigger you, you know, how do you just take that second to not react? And so for me, I would say mindfulness. Well, Jack, this has been incredible. And thank you for the conversation and the insights. The last question I have for you is where Mm -hmm. can my listeners learn more about you and Deadline Funnel? Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm, I'm honored to be the first male voice on your show. <laughs> so uh, listeners are welcome to join me and the team over at deadlinefunnel.com. We've got a free trial. You also have the opportunity to do a free screen share, which is an onboarding call. My team, one of the things that I try to communicate to my team is that no one woke up this morning ever, ever, ever saying, I hope someone has yet another software that I can sign up for you know, <laughs> monthly or annually. But the reason why we have thousands and thousands and thousands thousands of really, really happy clients is because we understand that what we do is we help people reach a bigger audience and to automate their business so they can do the things they love with the people they love on a time schedule that works for them. I mean, that's, that's really what's been great in my life. And, and I want to share that with other people. And so that's what we deliver. So if that interests you and you want to give it a shot, head on over to DubbleInFunnel.com and my team is there to help you out. 
Amazing. And this is such a squirrel question, but was deadlinefunnel.com available or did you have to buy it from someone? That's such a great URL. I'll give you the short version. The short version (laughs) is that it was available. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, thank you, Jack, so much for coming on the show and we'll include everything in the show notes. And for all the listeners out there until next week, keep doing it your way. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to shedidaherway.com where you can access the entire vault of She Did It Her Way podcast episodes. And you can also access free trainings and resources all about how to make the ultimate leap from your nine to five. And if you enjoyed today's podcast episode, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review letting me know what you love about the She Did It Her Way podcast. Until next time, keep doing it your way.